Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk. I mean, appreciate you joining us on this Wednesday night, or if you're listening on demand on the Double uh, K Country Sunday 99 podcast. Appreciate you whenever you happen to be listening to the program. As well, we shift over to boys basketball now with Aveda Tiger head coach Sean Gray. It's been a little bit unusual because since we last visited last Wednesday, they have not played a game. So <laughs> we have no past games to talk about, but we certainly have a game tomorrow at Carthage to discuss and uh, district tournament coming up uh, next week. Although, again, we will have a visit before their first game at the district tournament next week but we'll certainly talk about seating and how things shake out for right now but uh sean you've had a little bit of downtime so uh i've been able to make good use of it yeah um basketball season's a grind Uh, it it spans over four months and uh we use the christmas break to break it up just a little bit but you know in our conference with with teams ranging from mcdonald county in class five down to lamar in class three and then a lot of us in class four in between the way the conference schedule shakes out, they need to have that done a little bit early. So several of us here have a, a, a lull at the end of the season. Um, and, uh, you know, glad that we're able to play Carthage here this week. But uh, with that little bit of an extended break, I don't I don't think it's a bad thing to, to recharge the batteries, rest our legs. Uh, we talked last week on Wednesday. We were able to take the day off, let a lot of our guys go up and celebrate with the Chiefs in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, luckily all of our guys are safe after the – uh, the unfortunate events that happened there, but uh, and then you know came back Thursday, just I, I don't know if fun's the right word, but had did some different things in practice that we don't always do. Just tried to break up the monotony just a little bit. Uh, Friday again was a light shoot around day, and then uh, senior practice on Monday, and then yesterday really back to the grindstone of a, a, a normal uh, normal game prep type practice, which tonight will be also. Uh, for uh, an opponent uh, that's uh, got a lot of talent in Carthage. Well, and since you had this time, I'm sure you had you and the coaching staff probably sat down and uh, figured out, okay, once we get back to it, what do we want to really focus on, especially now since uh, district play is so close. So what were some of the, the target areas that you did have in practice? So we look at our district, um, and, and we had a rough idea of how the seating would, would play out before we delve too deep into that. But mm-hmm. To get to a district title and to win a district title, we really feel like we've got to be able to defend the three-point line well. Um, Harrisonville, St. Michael's, they're both teams that shoot a high volume of threes and that make the the three-point shot at a pretty high rate. So really in practice, we've really worked on being able to get to the line, um, run guys off the line. Uh, There's a saying that they don't go in if they don't go up. And if, if a good shooter doesn't get a lot of looks, he's not going to make a lot. So being able to run him off the line, but then in turn, having the help side defense to not just get blown by for layups either. Um, when you're running guys off the line, you, you sometimes end up in what we call scramble mode where, you know, I ran this guy off the line and got beat. My teammate helped me. Another teammate helps him. And understanding that five of us guarding five of them is much more important than having the matchups 100% correct all the time. So we've really worked on that in man. We've worked on it in zone. And then even in some of our hybrid defenses where maybe we'll we'll guard two or three of their shooters and then zone behind it. So I'd say that was the biggest thing, Mike. And then just being sharp on some of our offensive sets, some things that we've added, uh, some things that 
Uh, we tried to, to put in, as the season went along, that, that aren't just our old standbys, making sure we're sharp and on the same page with those sets, especially when we substitute and have some different lineups in the game, guys maybe running some different positions. This may be kind of the same question, but you've, you've won six of your last seven, and, and that one, I knew like you'd like to have that like to have that one back. <laughs> that was the Cassville game. Uh, but uh, six out of your last seven, what now as you get ready to hopefully elevate play again uh, as you get towards uh, district play? What's, what is that one thing that you think your team needs to do to elevate to the next level? Yeah, offensive balance is something we've talked about all season long. And, um, you know, the, the, the Reeds game, the Mac game, we've, we shot the ball well from the three-point line. But we, we just don't want that to, to sit in a locker room after a game and think, well, we didn't shoot the three well. That's why we didn't win. Um, really, I feel like if we can defend the three-point line against our opponents and then, of course, finish those possessions with rebounds, that's been the other thing is is not only being good defensively, uh, being sound and sticking to our game plan, but then finishing those possessions with rebounds, uh, but then on the offensive end, having good balance, getting to the free-throw line, scoring around the basket, and from the perimeter. And, and uh, those have been things we've emphasized throughout the year, but when we've played our best – and when, when we've won some of our biggest games, we've had that good balance. Uh, hopefully that's something uh, that we can continue to sharpen for the postseason. Prior to this little hiatus uh, in the games uh, prior to it, uh, you were showing the, the willingness to go deeper into your rotation. Was there a, a method to the madness there? Yeah, I, th- I think, again, we talk about how long the season is. Um, we know over the winter months – the, the the sickness bug can can come around and and we just have we really feel like we've got the depth uh, to keep guys fresh and um, our coaching staff thought that maybe in some of the games where we haven't shot the ball well in the fourth quarter maybe we've exp- expended our legs a little bit um, haven't gotten guys some breaks along the way especially in games where we've had to pressure um, and, and we can press and we can cause people some trouble with that. Uh, but then we don't want to do that at the expense of not having legs under us. So, uh, yeah, I think that depth that we've been able to to kind of work on and and uh, and, and guys that have shown uh, that, that they can give us quality minutes, I think that's just going to make us even better as we go into Carthage and go into the district uh, tournament. All right, well, let's shift our attention to the Carthage Tigers. We visit with Tiger head coach Sean Gray and Nevada wrapping up the regular season tomorrow night. They'll be looking for their 16th win of the regular season uh, to wrap it up. It's certainly a tough opponent ahead of them. They'll take on the, the Carthage Tigers tomorrow night. If, you, if you're one of those that likes to, to jump on the Mitchell website and look at schedules, you'll notice that Carthage has lost some games as of late. But uh, a little disclaimer there, right? Uh, that CLC conference, that is not easy. And uh, probably not that surprising that they would have lost, uh, what, Five of their last six. Yeah, Mike. And maybe the most recent game would be the most surprising. They they dropped one to Neosho last night, mm-hmm. which uh, Neosho has been a team that's just not been able to get everything clicking at the same time this season. But uh, they, they've battled the injury bug. They've battled the discipline bug. And last night, Car- uh, Neosho was at, at full strength and really played well. And then, like you talked about, the COC schedule is just a gauntlet. And, and while Carthage has won some big games, you, people will remember – Way back in December, they won their own tournament, the Carthage Tournament, and we know the quality of teams that are in that. Um, but I th- also think, as the season goes along, coaches talk, you get film, and what Carthage has shown a little bit of a propensity to do, Mike, is in some of their biggest wins, they really they really uh, benefit or they, they really are able to get a lot of production from the three-point line. And and we all know about their their best player, Justin Ray. Uh, he's been a three and, and 
almost a four-year starter, played some as a freshman, really a nice player, can shoot it from any – I mean, he's made a couple from the logo, um, and he gets he has a collegiate-level jump shot, Mike, but it goes beyond him. Uh, they have several players, his younger brother, Landon. Um, they've also got a, a kid with the last name Yates. And then another name that's familiar with Carthage basketball, Pew. There's a younger Pew kid that comes off the bench. And they can all shoot the three pretty well. I think what teams have started doing lately, Mike, is really trying to not allow them to be a jump shooting team, make them be a driving team, make them be a throw it inside team. And uh, the Ray, the older Ray kid, Justin Ray, while he's their, their best perimeter player, he's also their best post player. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have a ton of size. They've got some 6'2 kids who are big and strong, but... What I've seen on film lately, Mike, is got is teams really running them off the three point line, uh, and while that's easier said than done, uh, that's been something that some of their COC opponents have had success doing. Something Neosho had success doing last night, and will be something we emphasize on Thursday. As you go into this game uh, tomorrow, it's kind of unusual we haven't seen Carthage yet. Normally, face them in the Carthage tournament. They, uh, it was a seven team tournament this year, so they took the bye and only played two games. And as you said, beat Webb City in the championship game. Cardinals got it back later in, in conference play. But as you break them down, uh, with that lack of height, uh, is it a team that wants to get up and down the floor in transition? You know, it kind of depends, Mike. I think there are certain games against certain teams that they really will do that. They'll they'll implore a one two two full court press. They'll put. Uh, Justin Ray at the point of that to use his length and athleticism. He's about 6'2", jumps extremely well. Um, and they've given some teams some trouble with that. Uh, I watched them play East Newton um, old back almost a month ago now or, or maybe even more than a month ago. But that press early on, East Newton was able to break that press. As the game went along, Carthage made some adjustments into how East Newton was breaking it. Uh, and then and then uh, they were able to get a lot of turnovers and points off that then you watch them, you know, play the Knicks and, and the Ozarks of the world, and and they were contending that some of those games to to walk it up the floor a little bit more. I don't know if they're super deep, um, and so I think they'll just kind of run in spots. I think they'll press in certain spots, and you know, we've we've been off and on throughout the year. There have been certain teams we've broke the pressure no problem, but you know, if they watched us play Web City in their home tournament back in early December, the one two two press from Web gave us a lot of trouble. So. It wouldn't surprise me if at some point uh, Thursday night, if we do see them try to push a little bit uh, and see them implore that press. But if they're in any kind of foul trouble at all, then I think they'll they'll try to really slow things down and make it more of a half-court game. Three games on the docket for tomorrow. And uh, as you uh, get ready to face uh, Carthage uh, in that contest, do you, do you go in specifically game planning for Carthage or do you have uh, an alternative agenda as well to get ready for next week? Yeah, we, we've talked about this a little bit, but we think that Carthage is somewhat similar to St. Michael's and that they love to shoot the three and guard play is their strength. Uh, three or four really good guards. And uh, I, it's something, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday in practice – some of the emphasis and some of the strategies are definitely some something that we think if we can improve on can be a tool to help us win a district title. So uh, we really love this game. Not only is it a COC opponent and a, and a high-quality opponent, but it's a team that's put together in a similar way to some of our district opponents. So, yeah, it, not only is Carthage our opponent, uh, but just getting better at things we need to get better at 
uh, for district play it has been a big emphasis the last couple of days in practice. Nevada going at 15 and 10, Carthage at 14 and 10 to that matchup uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Carthage 4 and 4 on their home court uh, so far this season. Nevada's done well on the road in non tournament games, uh, 5 and 2 on the road this season. So, been pretty good war- uh, road warriors here during the course of the season. Three games tomorrow. Uh, freshman and JV will wrap up their seasons. Uh, earlier start, uh, unfortunately, Coach Gray notified me earlier this week because I was not aware of it. 3 30 for the a freshman game tomorrow, followed by the JV. That should be roughly a five, maybe a little earlier than that. And then uh, the varsity game around 630, probably uh, tomorrow night. So if you're planning on heading down, make uh, be aware that it is an earlier start, uh, especially for that varsity game. It'll probably be around 630 tomorrow night. If you can't be there, of course, we'll have the coverage. I'll talk about that later in the program. But uh, your freshman and JV teams are wrapping up their seasons tomorrow. So I don't forget it next week when we're so in uh, deep into postseason uh, discussion. Uh, they both have pretty good seasons. They have. We're really lucky. You know, Coach Talley and Coach Braden do a great job with the younger groups. And then, you know, they had really good coaches uh, in, in, in Coach Thorpe, Coach Barnes, Coach Wolf at the middle school levels. And we're excited about those groups, Mike. We feel like the depth is, is really, really good, good athletes and, and coachable young men that work hard. So, you know, there we talk about, you know, with the freshman team, you know, they're basically sophomores now going into mm-hmm. this game, and, and we want to see them play like sophomores in that game. And then for the JV team, you know, they've been going against the varsity all year in practice. A lot of those guys get some varsity minutes or they sit on our varsity bench. We want them to look like, you know, varsity role players in that game. And uh, a really, really good Carthage uh, younger levels as well. Our freshmen dropped uh, the title game of the Monette Freshman Tournament to Carthage really early in the year, late November, early December. So they're excited to kind of end their season against uh, a team that was probably the best team that they saw all year um, in in the Carthage freshman team. And then uh, the Carthage JV is always solid as well. So really good final test uh, for those two groups that have had a heck of a year. All right, Nevada Carthage wrap up the regular season tomorrow. Then we turn our attention to postseason play for Nevada. It's a Class 4 District 13 tournament next week. Uh, we mentioned with Coach Blake Howarth, uh, they're playing at Harrisonville. Don't forget the boys' district tournament is at Pleasant Hill. And uh, so we'll be going back and forth about 30 miles apart but uh, for the next week. But uh, uh, Nevada coming in with the number two seed, uh, St. Michael the Archangel, the one spot, the one seed, they're 16 and 10. Nevada 15 and 10, the two spot. Harrisonville at 19 and 5, seeded third. Ironically, they had losses to St. Michael's and to Nevada. Knob Noster, fourth, 15-11. Clinton and uh, Pleasant Hill are in spots five through six. So a six-team district, that means the top two seeds get a bye, which includes Nevada. So they know they're in the semifinals uh, coming up next week. And uh, that game will be on Thursday, February the 28th. Uh, sorry, 29th. Yeah, February 29th. Uh, I look at my calendar here. My days are this February month is kind of weird anyway. But uh, February 29th, uh, next Thursday, will be the semifinal game for the Nevada Tigers. They'll play at 7 o'clock that night at Pleasant Hill against the winner of the Harrisonville Pleasant Hill contest. All right, so the seed meeting was on Monday. Uh, pretty cut and dry, I guess, and uh, short. It was one of the shorter seed meetings, Mike. And, I, you know, a lot of times nowadays we do that stuff virtually via Zoom. And I mean, we got everyone on there and – each team talked briefly about themselves, but the voting, there were no ties. There was nothing that we had to, to rehash. Um, St. Michael hasn't played everyone, but, but having played Harrisonville and us, two of the teams who, beside themselves, had the, the two best records in the district, uh, having those two head-to-head wins and, and, and fairly convincing. I think they beat us by 20. I think they beat Harrisonville by almost 40. So uh, 
it, it was a unanimous, other than the fact that you can't vote for yourself, it, it was unanimous mm-hmm. that, that St. Michael's was at the one line. And, and then with us, you know, Harrisonville talked about having the best record in the district and, and how they haven't lost since December. I think they're on an 11-game win streak. Uh, but Coach Langers at Harrisonville also said that he understands that head-to-head matters. They had losses against St. Michael's and to us. We were lucky enough to play really well uh, when we went to Harrisonville in December. Uh, and and I think the final margin ended up being about 20. Mm-hmm. So I think that made it pretty cut and dry. I think that one was also fairly unanimous other than the fact that we couldn't vote for ourselves. Uh, and then Harrisonville easily, again, unanimously slid in at the three seed. The only place it got a little bit interesting was on the the, the spots four, five, and six because those teams had all kind of beaten each other. Uh Pleasant Hill, had, I think, had beaten Knob Noster. Uh, Clinton and Pleasant Hill had beaten each other, but Clinton had beaten Pleasant Hill two of three and most recently. Um, and I think what it came down to there was is Knob's loss was was in November. It was the first game of the season, and they've been playing better lately, and they have a substantially better record than the other two. So they kind of slid in there at the four, and then the fact that Clinton has beaten Pleasant Hill two out of three and most recently – uh, put them in at the five. So, as you said, we'll get the winner of the Harrisonville-Pleasant Hill game. Um, th- those teams have played each other a couple different times now. Harrisonville's won those games. But the district is at Pleasant Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those two teams are geographical rivals. I don't think there's any love lost amongst those two schools. Uh, so, you know, anything can happen. But I think, you know, statistically, or, or Vegas would say, uh, probably a pretty good chance Harrisonville's who will draw in the semifinals on the 29th. Well, what's the benefit? Uh, I mean, there's some obvious benefits, but, uh, you know, when you're looking at two versus three, let's say, what's the benefit of getting that by? Yeah, you get you just get those extra days in practice, Mike, uh, to work. And, and uh, you know, we'll get to watch Harrisonville play Pleasant Hill. Uh, we'll get to see, you know, if there's any new sets that they've, they've put in, uh, any new wrinkles. If, if maybe they're, you know, we played them in late December. Now, that's, that's two months ago. You know, are their substitution patterns different? Are they playing in a different way at all? So, and, and we'll watch a lot of film going into it as well. But uh, and then just the rest and the freshness. I think you know. I don't think Harrisonville will, will overlook Pleasant Hill by any means. I don't think that they'll just completely be game planning for us ahead of time. Um, so the fact that we get the extra day of preparation, the extra day of rest, uh, I, I think is good because as as hard as practices can be at times, you get to this point in the year. And you're not killing guys in practice. You're staying in game shape. You're getting up and down the floor. Uh, but but having those fresh legs, uh, again, should be something that really benefits us and that extra day of preparation as well. First round will be a quarterfinal round, if you like. will be next Tuesday. Starts at 5.30, Dob Noster against Clinton. And then uh, the 7 o'clock game, Thursday at Harrisonville against number 6, Pleasant Hill. Again, as I already mentioned, semifinals are on Thursday, February 29th. The championship game is on Saturday, March 2nd, bright and early at 11.30 a.m. Did we have that last year? We have like an eleven o'clock game for a district championship game. Last yeah, year it's it's like kind of weird, you know. You 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 spend your whole whole season playing late games. And you play in normal tournaments that a, a title game is going to at least be in the afternoon, and and then it's you know it's like you're back uh, playing youth tournaments at eleven thirty in the morning. But uh, well, this was a day off. Yeah, exactly. So there is a day off in between, and every everybody's in the same boat. So uh, you know, our guys, 
you know, our guys played pretty well when we played an early morning game at Front Neck. So yeah. if we're lucky enough to get there, uh, it shouldn't be any shock to us. Yeah, well, we, we, we sent some bars back and forth last year about you being a morning team on Saturdays a, a <laughs> yep. year ago. So winning some seventh place games. So, uh, yeah, there's no, there is a, there's good history there. So we'll see how it all works out. I uh, look forward to the district play. Of course, at this point of the year, as I talked about with head coach Blake Howarth earlier, obviously every team wants to be playing their best basketball at this time of the year. You have won six out of your last seven. You think you're almost there? We do, Mike, and, and we feel like guys have, have just really settled into their roles. No one's trying to do too much. Everybody's just playing to their strengths, playing together. Um, and then we just we've, – we've loved this group all season, but uh, they've just gotten better and better and, and come together. And, and you know, every – maybe not every, but most teams throughout the state improve as the season goes along. And, and what we talk about before games even start is, is – Win, lose, draw, district title, conference title, or get knocked out in the first round. You just want to look yourself in the mirror when the season ends and say, we put in the work, uh, we had the mentality, we had the attitude to get as close to our ceiling as we possibly could when the season ends. And and if you feel like you've done that, uh, uh, then you're going to be proud of yourself uh, when the dust dust settles at the end of the season. And, and again, we'd love for that to go as long as possible, but uh, uh, this has been a great group, and uh, we're hoping to continue this ride with them a little bit longer. When we come back next week, we'll talk about the, the game against Carthage, which, of course, we'll play tomorrow or Thursday night if you're listening to this on demand. And then uh, we'll go a deeper dive into district play when we air again a day early next week on Tuesday. We won't know the opponent yet because uh, Tiger Talk will air as Harrisonville and Pleasant Hill are playing each other, but uh, I'm sure you have more information by then, and we'll look for that conversation and it's a fun time of the year looking forward to it and uh we'll see uh, we'll see you tomorrow carthage and see you back here next week yep we're looking forward to it thanks mike made tiger head coach sean gray when we come back believe it or not spring sports season right around the corner official start day for practice is monday and we're going to talk baseball with tiger head coach danny penn we don't have wrestling segments tonight because uh coach is a little busy in columbia this week so at the state tournament so we're going to talk baseball with that coach danny penn out of this time out on tiger talk